while ago, I'm not sure exactly how long ago it was, but it's been a while now, we had a great guest on, uh, walking us through the layout of grocery stores and why they're laid out the way that they are. You know, like, think about it for a second. The most commonly picked up, the you know, the things that people run in for, be it milk or eggs or butter or something like that, where is it? Back of the store, usually way back in the corner. Why? So you have to walk through the entire store to get there. Hopefully, you'll spot something else on the way, pick it up, and the store makes an extra sale. I mean, the manipulation that goes into us when we walk into any retail space is amazing. Nothing is left to chance. We're going to talk today about another one. You've probably noticed this. I noticed it in Canadian Tire. Uh, Mac, our producer, said, yeah, Winners does this. Yeah, absolutely, Winners does this. It's if you're trying to get out of the store, you're trying to get to the checkout to buy whatever it is you came in to pick out, you can't just walk up to a cashier anymore. You've got to sort of navigate a maze, really. You'll go this way, then you'll go that way, and then finally you'll get to the cashier. And all the way through that maze, there will be little items along the way that you might be prompted to pick up on impulse. It's all about impulse buying. It's all about trying to shake a couple more dollars out of you as you make your way through. And if you think about it for just a minute, You'll know what I'm talking about. So these things are all really well thought out. We're very, very managed when we enter a retail space. So let's get a bit into how these things work. We're going to chat with Ing Ju, who is a marketing professor at UBC's Okanagan campus. Um, Ing, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Um, happy to be here. I, 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 I think, you know, we don't recognize just how manipulated we are when we enter a store, right? I mean, nothing in those stores, especially the big international companies, nothing's left to chance. Everything is there for a reason, right? Absolutely. Um, in addition to the long checkout maze, they also use lights, music, colors, all sorts of things to keep us uh, buying more things. <laughs> when I think of getting out, like I said, Canadian Tire is one that I'm in a lot. I love that store. And I noticed that you can't just walk to a checkout anymore. You have to go through the maze. There's a method to that madness though. I mean, even the products that are there, when did these start to appear, these mazes? Because they seem relatively new. Um, I think it's, I think the international store has implemented first. And yep. I think it's been for a couple of years. Um, and it's, all because psychological theory behind the design and they do everything for a reason um, for instance impulsive buying it's basically uh, play on people's emotions and if you're looking at all the products they put on the checkout uh, maze um, large proportion are hedonic products which is uh, means the product will bring you uh, excitement joyfulness and happiness and so there's a reason to put it there because your emotion drives your impulsive purchase. What a lot of it snacks. Yes, yes, <laughs> and and there's a actually there's a stronger psychological theory behind that. Uh, for instance, uh, for example, if you like a chocolate uh, chocolate chip cookies, yep, and um, you enjoy it when you're at home with your family members, with your friends. So that actually store in your memory. So every time you're looking at the chocolate chip cookies, it brings you all those, you know, warm and um, beautiful memory. And when you're at the checkout line, there's nothing to do. You stare at the back and that brings you this happy feeling. You just can't resist to grab a bag and put it in your basket. <laughs> 
What about, I mean, there's also things there that you may have forgot that you can always use, right? Like it's not all about trying to trigger that impulse. Some of it is like batteries and things like, oh, you know what? I need that. It's, I mean, it's, it's that last chance to get you hooked before you walk out. Um, that's a great observation because um, the impulsive purchase is unplanned purchase. But unplanned purchase are not all necessarily impulsive. Like, for instance, um, the impulsive, like the candies, the snacks, and the things you don't really need it, but you want it. Yeah. Like, you have this emotion, desire. I just want it now. So that's impulsive purchase that has this urgency. But for other items like a bandit, the batteries, other things, you're not necessarily need them. Like I have the urgent to buy this battery. It's like, oh, maybe I can use it in the future. It's unplanned. But since I'm there, I pick it up. And there could be a lot of reason make you to pick up that battery, which you may not need mm-hmm. is. Oh, I remember last time I ran out of the battery, I had such a stress. And to avoid that, maybe I just get extra. And the bandit, you think about the, the pain and you cannot find bandit when you get cut and it's bleeding. <laughs> and maybe that triggers you, oh, I just stock up and just in case. So there's a lot of things can play into unplanned purchase. Yeah. But when we talk about impulsive purchases, more associated with urgency, the, you know, the temptation, the instant gratification. And the other thing is, and you can't just blast by it. I mean, that's the other, you're often trapped. You're, you're, you're a captive audience because you're waiting in line. So you have all yeah. kinds of time to be tempted. Absolutely. Um, that's another thing. Like when people get bored, um, they will do things they normally would not oh, do. Oh, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. And also... For people who don't like to be in a crowd and they, um, they may be under stress, when we're under stress, we're also more subject to do impulsive purchasing just to make us feel better. And sometimes when people feel upset, they want to have a sense of control. They mm-hmm. will also pick up an item which is not super expensive. They feel they have some control uh, into their life. So to protect ourselves, we need to have our list. We have, we need to know what we went in the store for, and then just be resolute. Don't give in to the temptation. Absolutely, like have not only a list of things you plan to buy. Yeah. Also, put a cap of your budget, like tracking your budget, and if possible, also give yourself a time limit. Okay, I will only be shopping for an hour or two hours maximum. If some people feel their lack of control, uh, they always, you know, buying more things from the checkout maze, maybe just, you know, give yourself uh, a, a plan. Like, okay, I will spend maximum right. $20 or maximum $10 at checkout maze. That's it. I cannot go up that. And another thing you can do is, okay, I'm going to pay by cash. So don't ever feel you're being embarrassed if you realize at the checkout uh, cashier point, I realize I don't need the battery. I realize I don't need the chocolate <laughs> cookie chip. Just put away, say, I'm really sorry. I, I, I don't need this item anymore. There's nothing to be embarrassed because it's better than later on you look at your credit card. Oh, darn. Yeah, I exactly. Cannot, 
pay it off. <laughs> I've got all these things I don't. But you know what? You and I both know that's easier said than done. It's it, it yeah. takes it takes a little willpower and a little self control, but uh, some good weapons to arm ourselves with. And thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Happy to chat. Thank you. That is Ing Ju, who is a marketing professor at UBC's Okanagan campus. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.